You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Jesus, we lift up your name tonight. That name that is higher than all other names. Blessed be your name. There is favor in your name. There is glory in your name. There is power in your name. There is peace in your name. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and he has given him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And indeed tonight, every sickness bows to the glory of your name. Forces of darkness bow in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, Father, we worship you. In Jesus' name. Somebody rejoice and give him praise. Hallelujah. I see the way you are sweating. I think we need this here on this stage. <laughs> Let's appreciate them. Thank you. Amen. She is really, really dripping. Glory to God. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. What a wonderful night. Amen. Father, I will bless your name. Wow. Why do I want to read this scripture? I want to start from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 22. Even though it's likely I will talk more about this on Sunday. Deuteronomy 7, 22. Now the Bible says, And the Lord God will put out those nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beast of the field increase upon thee. What's the meaning of this? We will talk more on Sunday. The prosperity of a Christian, the expansion of a Christian, the increase of a Christian is connected to your spiritual life. God is merciful. He will not give to you what you cannot handle. Now the Bible says, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper. How? As your soul prospers. So, what you can sustain on the outside is directly proportional to the strength that you have on the inside. Exactly. Now, God told them that this came when they were entering the promised land. And he said, I'm not going to drive out the nations. Even though I'm supposed to say this on Sunday, we'll talk more about this on Sunday, but I just believe that this is answering somebody's, you know, you want God to do many things for you. He said, I'm not going to drive out the nations once. When I do, the beasts of the field will be too many. In other words, I want to give you, now, you know, they conquer seven nations or they're about. So God was saying to them, yeah, I want to give you ten nations. Let's say Kenya, Ghana, Niger, Chad, and all the neighboring countries around Nigeria. Well, you see, if you are 10,000 in population, when I destroy those nations once and I give it to you, your own land will be filled with forests. Are you getting the picture now? And then a child goes out today and a lion tears him. 
He said the beasts will be too many. Because you are going to be few compared to the land. But when you move from 10,000 to 100,000, I will add to your territory. In other words, if you want to take over the whole Africa, what do you do? You multiply quickly. Did you get that? So God is saying that I have already decided I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to give you all these nations. But I'm a father. The number you are now is too small to occupy the whole land. So if I give it to you, I'm going to occupy a fraction of the land. All other areas, then dinosaur will come out one day. <laughs> Did you get that? So God said, uh, there is no time attached to how quickly you will conquer the land. It is proportional to how quickly you increase. Did you get that? Now, bring that to your life. Many things you are asking God for. There is a question that God asks. Glory has weight. And when it falls on you, it can destroy you. So the question is, are you... <laughs> there has been a governor in this nation who called the president is God. I was in the Bible study with the governor. When he was in the state, the state house was declared to be Jesus' zone. I attended. There was no demarcation. The governor sat, I sat three rows before him or behind he allowed everybody to come on Sunday to do Bible study. But you see, when wealth came, that was the first or two or three months of his tenure. By the time, second year of his tenure, he would drink and get drunk. And one day he declared one of the most notorious presidents as his Messiah. And he said it publicly. You see, God, who knows the end from the beginning, would have been like, look, maybe, oh God, I want to be a governor. And God says, I, I, I have looked at the capacity of your heart. The demons that operate in that zone, you can't fight them. You are low. Your, your, your strength is low. The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, thy strength is little. Thy strength is little. It is the mercy of God that will stop some people from being nominated as ministers, even though they are Christians, or being taken to another level. See, I said on Sunday, if you expose yourself beyond your capacity, it's an indecent a terrible and a dangerous exposure, it might kill you. See, a lot of Christians don't know how God works. They just feel it's God, He will do everything. On Sunday, I will show you baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Herod was going to kill him. God told the Father to carry him away and hide him. Have you read that before? This is Jesus. The Father went to hide him. At that time, as a baby, if Herod made the move, Herod might have killed him. Why didn't God just tell the angel that stand at the door? Any error, kill them. God doesn't work like that. This is why, can I say this to somebody? You prematurely announce when you have bought a land, when you have done something, stop it. He just asked me out. Can you imagine we are planning a wedding? And you are telling everybody, there are some things going on. You're like, we are not delivering this ministry, we are afraid, but I'm just telling you. Certain things, when they begin to happen in your life, first of all, keep your mouth shut. When you cast the ground and you walk on it, as powerful as concrete is, you will destroy it that time. When you wait and let it dry, let one million people pass on it, nothing is going to happen. Invisible things of God are understood by physical things that you see. God is just casting the cement into people's life and they are letting everybody walk on it. <laughs> Have you heard? I'm going to Canada.
You know, it looks like how we got married six months ago. I'm now two months pregnant. I've, I've not seen my period. Part of spirituality is to learn how to keep your mouth shut. Don't make an announcement prematurely. Some people, somebody asks them out. In one month, they've taken the person around the entire family. When you now decide that the person is not who he has been claiming to be, it becomes difficult to detach. Because you are going to answer Auntie Wale, Sister Bimbo, everybody who has known him, and he has portrayed his good side to them. So you make it difficult for you to es- quietly excuse relationship. Now there are many strings and you, are, you have to explain to a lot of people why you want to break up. Because you've been taking it around everybody and it's been eating of father and fried rice and everything here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did somebody just say what I just said now? Did that bless somebody? Sometimes, tell people that you are extremely sure they stand with you in prayer about your plans. You don't owe other people explanation about what you want to do. Somebody got married in this church and there were just 20 there. He told me, Pastor, I said, don't worry. Remove my name from there. If you want just 20 people, let it be 20 people. And they are the successful. Now they are not even in the country again. Say, yo, just, you don't owe people. So, most importantly, pay attention to your spiritual growth. It is what God will look at to determine what's going to hand over to you. Otherwise, things will happen and they will take you away. If some people should travel now to nations where there are no churches, that is the end of their Christianity. It will shock you two years after they become philosophers. So, you pray in Africa because you are broke. It's happened to guys we used to fast and pray together as we but thank God. Some other guys are in America who used to pray also who are still praying and standing for God. Yeah. The greatest challenge God has had with believers is the moment of prosperity when everything is fine. So he started one day when they were buying into the promised land. He said, unless you have eaten and you are full and you keep. Bible says Jerusalem, that's Jacob. He became fat and he waxed and he kicked against God and he lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. It happened. They got to the land and they just said bye-bye to God. And you see it's happening in nations across the world. Nations where you hear of John Knox and those powerful names are no more praying now. Nations that brought revival here don't want revival again. Comforts. Hallelujah. This is why the spiritual... See, this is also why... Eh? Because... You know, I feel... An anointing to instruct today. That's why I'm telling you all these things. This is the reason why you can pray and be praying and be praying, and it looks like nothing is happening. At times, the greatest treasure that can be delivered to your life is stability. You pray for two hours every day, and for seven years, it doesn't look as if there's anything. No major breakthrough, no nothing. It's like a building. For skyscraper, this, the furniture has to be very deep. God is building something. There is no word of prayer. There is no 30 minutes, 20 minutes that you offer in the place of prayer that is a waste. It can't be a waste. Otherwise, God is wicked. When he does as if there is no, nothing is happening, it is because the foundation is bigger. Continue. 
Sometimes what everyone wants to achieve in your life is that you are so stable, unmovable. In the midst of those prayers, some things, opportunities you thought you would get, they never came. But you are still praying. And then some disappointment, you are still praying. And then some good moments, you are still praying. And then some bad moments, you are still praying. Then everyone marks you, you are stable. Rock solid. And they say that if we send this one to anywhere, it's rock solid. It's a pillar. It will not shake. It is true. Otherwise, what, what does God gain by believers praying and is it that God is stingy or can't give you immediately what you want? But God is more interested in the capacity of your spirit than the product that you want. Every church I've read about where revival mightily happened in the history of humanity, few people in that church will be praying. Some of them prayed for 15 years straight. And it looked like nothing was happening. The day God showed up, in less than six months, the entire world, that was what happened in Azusa. People praying day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. Lord, we just want to see your glory. Some of them, 17 years, nothing happened, but they were praying. You think the first day God did here, he was just looking at them. Let me see how persistent they will be. At a point, he tells angel, mark them, they are right. These ones are rock solid. Because we can't build anything on people who oscillate. When Jesus met Peter, the first thing he did was to adjust his name. Simon means a rich shaking by the wind, an unstable person. He called himself as the rock. We don't deal with rich shaking, we deal with self as rock. How many rocks are here? <laughs> How many people can smile even in pain? And still rejoice. You made up your mind to give God praise, no matter what is happening. God is good. Oh, this a song. When they went to pray for somebody else, the person eventually died. Somebody they loved so much. It was a pain. Instead of him to complain, he sat beside the bed watching the dead body and he composed, God is good. That's why I said, God is good all the time. He said, I, I don't like what is going on, but you know what? God is good all the time. Sit down. God bless you. What a way to introduce you <laughs> to an introduction today. It's all blessed already. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I saw that before service, some people went on evangelism. There is a fire of the Holy Spirit burning in this church. Those of you that are sitting at the periphery, come in, something is happening. I told you before, this idea is where you should offer to be a cell leader because there is an anointing coming on all the cell leaders. Also, captains. Things are happening. Whatever area you serve in this church, there is so much grace coming on you. And to be obvious, obvious in all areas of your life. Yes. Hallelujah. This is time to really serve. It's time to really, really serve. I want to read something from that's Deuteronomy chapter 7. I think we start from verse 3. I read verse 22 earlier. I just want to show you something from there. Just a brief exhortation tonight. I've already said a lot. Neither shall you make marriages with them. Thy daughter shall not give unto his son. Thou shalt not give unto his son thy daughter, nor his daughter thou shalt take unto thy son. Verse 4. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. You know, you can't be more righteous than the Bible. What is in 1 Corinthians 15, 33? 
1 Corinthians 15, 33. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. I want to give a warning and an instruction. See, it's amazing in January alone the number of testimonies we have recorded. There is a river of miracles flowing in this church. And it's carrying everybody. And there will be many more. When the spirit is moving, it also gives instruction. So that people are not, uh, you are not short-circuited. So that you are not out of the flow. As we're about to enter the promise that God started one. Now, evil communication corrupts good manners. This is interesting. Good manners don't undo evil communication. When they meet together, it is evil communication that wins. That's what the Bible is saying. You have to follow God the way God wants to be followed. Or the way the Bible says. One of the instructions coming right now is that everybody check the associations, the relationships that are in your life. You are not going to lift the relationship to your level. Relationship will draw you down to its level. Did you get that? So he started warning them that when you get to problems, how about let your son marry their daughter and convert their daughter? As I'm standing right now, I sense just right now. This is not the purpose of the message. Or somebody is watching me, a lady, and this is like a prophetic word for you to get out of that relationship because it's not benefit. It's not going to benefit you anything. Yes, it's you I'm talking to. I don't see you physically, but I see you in the spirit. You are trying to build, bring him up spiritually. No, it will bring you down. You can't be stronger than the Bible. God told them, this is amazing. He said, don't let your son marry their daughter. They will make your son. He didn't say that when your son married their daughter, they will convert their daughters. No, they will convert you. You won't convert them. Because the scripture cannot be broken. Evil communication corrupts good manner. Good manner does not. Good manner. A good manner does not. <laughs> how do I put it? It's like a case of white clothes and black charcoal. The black charcoal can stain the white clothes. The white clothes cannot whiten the black charcoal. Say, I hear. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That's what I was saying. Come out of them and be ye separate. I, I'm so glad that I go on the other scripture, you know. I'm still less you. Some believers are born again, but they are still with the same people. You will sink. Jesus appeared to Paul and he said, I will deliver you from the people to whom I will send you. You can only minister to the people after you have first of all been delivered from them. That means there must be a point of separation. We go to the same club, I no longer go there. I'm a new creation. Maybe three years after when I'm solid, because it's a question of osmosis. Something moving from lower concentration to higher concentration. When everyone has baked you very well, then you can reach out to the same people and suck them to your world. When that has not happened, they will suck you to their world. Did you get that? A man that violated this principle in spite of unusual encounter with God was King Solomon. If you study Deuteronomy chapter 17, 
Verse 17 precisely. The Lord told them. Deuteronomy 17, 17. He started warning them. He said that you are going to set up a king. You see, that's for another day. The only sense of God getting angry when they said they wanted the king was not because they said they wanted the king. I started teaching on Sunday about time, time and purpose. They wanted a king for a wrong reason and at the wrong time. Samuel came years after this. Samuel came about two, three, four, five hundred years after this. Before they asked Samuel for a king, God already said by himself, when before they stepped into promised land, God already told them that when you get to the land, one day it's likely you want to have a king. I do have a problem with it. He said, but these are the rules. Now, can you give me the other seven thing, please? So he started giving them these rules. Now, let's start from verse 15. Thou shalt in any wise set from 14. 14. When thou art come to the land with the Lord thy God giveth thee. See, God sees the future. And he said, Thou shalt possess it, thou shalt dwell in. When you say, I want to set a king over me like other nations about. God said, I know you guys. When you get to the promised land, one day you look at other nations and you want to be like that. You two will say, You're a king. No problem. Thou shalt in any way set him king over you. One the Lord shall choose. Rule number one. I must choose the king for you. That's what he said. One from among your brethren. Number two. It must be somebody within you. He said, thou shalt not set a stranger. We look at the implication of this under the new covenant. But that's just raw from old covenant. He said, a stranger which is not thy brother. Next verse. But you shall, he shall not multiply horses to himself. And he must not cause the people to return to Egypt. That means the king must not be extremely rich. For as much as the Lord has said to you, you shall henceforth return no more. Now verse 17. Neither shall he multiply wives. Mm. <laughs> that his heart turn not away. This came... Maybe over a thousand years before Solomon was born. Solomon had an encounter with God. An encounter with God will not change the place of the world. Nothing shakes the world. When people say, I saw a vision, that's why I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you wonder. Never go against the laid down principles of God's world, otherwise visions will deceive you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Dreams can come from anywhere. In fact, a trance can come from anywhere. The Bible says Satan can transform himself as the angel of light. You might think you are hearing God and you're hearing the voice of a stranger. But what the voice of God will not do, it will never contradict the written down word. Never. So, <laughs> that's that scripture. Satan is said transform himself into the angel of light. So he can do that. So you can actually see an appearance of an angel with light sparkling. And you are like, the angel told me in my dream. Yes, the angel appeared to you, but which angel? That's the question. Are you following me? It's not even angel of darkness. It's an angel of light. Satan can become an angel of light. So it will look like an angel from heaven. Only those who are rooted in the world can escape this kind of temptation or deception. Anyway... So God said that the king must not have too many wives. Otherwise, his heart will turn. Because the women will make him worship another God. Solomon arrived as the most popular. 
the most charismatic, the most blessed. And God appeared to Solomon. And Solomon thought that because he had an encounter with God, that that was a reason enough, strong enough to disobey this injunction given concerning kings. Towards the end of his life, lo and behold, Solomon that God appeared to two times ended up worshipping idol. Because the Bible says evil communication. One of the things that God will have a saying do is to examine every relationship that is in your life. The ones that don't exalt Jesus, get rid of them. Otherwise, a message that is not very common in church. That's why there's so much mixed multitude in the body of Christ. Those who attend church on Sunday and then they do something else, the present generation of believers are the most ineffective. Many don't defend Jesus anywhere. They just blend in. They just blend in. Some are afraid to declare their identity publicly. Oh, they were just giving red wine, you know, 10% alcohol, I too decided to drink. Now, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong to drink, but why blending in anywhere you are? Evil communication. There are many things that God wants to do in many lives, but there are many associations, affiliations that God is not pleased with. Jehoshaphat was a king who loved God. But he also joined himself to a wicked king. And they made a ship together. The Bible said God destroyed the ship. I just want to say to the house tonight. Now January is ending. We are stepping into February. There is so much that the king of glory has ahead of us. When you go out on Sunday, where do you go to? Who are the closest people to you? The strong voices in your life, where are they coming from? That's very important. This is the instruction we have been given. To walk away from anything that puts you down spiritually. Not to say I won't know. I remember, I think I was learning how to swim. And the Lord God told me, when people are sinking, they allow them to sink for a while. Until they stop struggling before they help them. So if you jump, when people are struggling to rescue them prematurely, they will drag you with them. And you both go down. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I know that I'm not only speaking to us church here. I'm speaking to as many people are watching. You know, all my life, I've wept over ladies who have tried, tried. A few got successful after many scars to introduce the things of God to their husband. Some, by God's sovereignty, help them. But majority is cast. Because when we were in school, there were those who were full of life of God, prayer and everything. Because it looked like the right man wasn't coming on time. They just picked somebody. And there is the person saying, that, don't go to church, don't do this, don't do that. And they will fast. And they will pray. And they will try. There will be a meeting in town. They will feel that the meeting will be so powerful and that the husband will respond. He will get there on his way where he criticize all the preacher and everybody at the meeting and their spirits will go down. And you wonder how long. Let's extend it a little and let me stop. If you stay around people who gossip, 
It's just a matter of time. You become a gossip yourself. That's the right word, right? Gossip. Not gossiper. <laughs> we learn every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody told me in each other, you said that bogus promises. That bogus means untrue promises. I said, Jesus. Okay, I said, I, I. Interestingly, I enjoy it when I'm correct. I don't know why some people get angry when they correct them. You know, some people, when you tell them, they get angry. Even when they know what you are saying is true. Humble people and great people welcome correction, correction because it makes them better. Reverend Sam said, I finished preaching one day and he talked about ego as the highest flying board and everything. And the young man in church said, Pastor, no, sir. A lot of pastors have taught about ego and they've said that ego goes to the highest level. And she, he mentioned the name of a board, that this is the highest flying board. Reverend Sam went to the server and checked his website and in fact he said, Jesu, I preached series on egos as the highest he said, eagles, eagles fly to the highest, to a particular height, but there's a board that goes higher than eagles. So, eagles is not the highest flying board. And he came up with me to say that, oh, I've been saying this for years. You see, you grow by instruction and correction. I get what I'm saying. This is why a lot of people don't like their HOD, their boss at work and everything. You should like people that are planted in your life to help you. The way some people are looking at me, eh? <laughs> there's a boss you are seriously beefing right now. Uh, you don't want me to go that way. I'm helping you. It solves nothing. Glory to God. Uh, whatsoever, you see, if you keep allowing people who come around you and talk, they talk down churches, talk about ministers and do everything. And you are comfortable being around there. It's just a matter of time. You will start saying the same thing. Especially, now I'm speaking to the general church. When your church offends you one day, you will start saying all those things that they have dumped inside your soul. Sometimes it is good to shut down some communication straight away. Hallelujah. If you come talk to me about men of God that I love so much, you will never make that mistake second time. When I'm true with you, you will never make that mistake second time. Because I do understand this is the way God works. So I'm saying that check voices around you. It is very important. Check voices around you. It's very important. There are places you need to, if you need to withdraw from play quietly, just withdraw. But don't join people to say things. Even about people around you and everything. Check every relationship. When this fellow comes to my house, what do we talk about? What do we do? Because I am showing you that the lighter you are, the higher you fly. Even if Usain Bolt runs 100 meters with some of you, we're traveling back full of load behind him. Many of you will beat him. Not because he does not have greater capacity than you, but he's carrying load. When you want to run, drop loads. And you know what? We rise by relationships and we fall by relationships also. When God wants to take you to another height, he sends somebody to your life. And when Satan wants to take you down, so he sends somebody. Every man that stray away from their wife, somebody met them. Somebody. It's always one person. One relationship. One friend introduced them to somewhere, then they met a girl there and then that ended their marriage. One thing or the other. One thing or the other. And ahead of time, you can check every relationship that is in your life. 
and the one that does not serve the purpose of Christ, just cut it off. Jesus was very serious. But he said, if the hand causes you to sin, chop it off. He wasn't saying that you should cut off your, your physical hand. Walk away from everything that brings you down spiritually. Walk away from it. That's what I'm going to let you share with us tonight. Will this affect some of the things we watch? Let's end this way. Listen to me very well. This is a very more, a more serious part, but I, I won't go into details today. Holy spirits and evil spirits are atmosphere sensitive. When we're about to have a program in Abeokuta last year, the last meeting I attended, we prayed in the afternoon. I wasn't feeling fine. I was just tired and I joined the prayer. We prayed. I left Sunday. I prayed to Sabbath. Then I drove to Abeokuta straight away. Just was he dressed, joined the prayer meeting. About 400 people came for prayer meeting. The program was to start on Thursday. So that was the last Sunday there. So we're praying. The prayer was so powerful at the venue, African Church Grand Venue. Open place like everybody was praying. I went free praying. I was there till almost eight. Then when I got to the room, some of my friends came with me and then they left around 11. And I was so tired. I was about to sleep, but I was let to get up and begin to sing. So I started singing and praying, started singing and praying, and then I went to sleep. Then a particular demon spirit woke me up around two. The horror and the smell in the room and everything. I did not see the guy physically, but we could almost touch it. Of course, I began to worship and to pray in tongues. And it went around like a whirlwind and left. And immediately the atmosphere changed. And I began to worship God till I fell asleep. And I called my friend and said that this meeting will be bigger than any other meeting we've had. Because at this level, victory is already achieved. But I can tell you something about demonic spirits. When I was in UI, now this is not a doctrine for, I know somebody is watching now. A lot of people watch us. And some people just like to, <laughs> there are some pastors, the area of specialty is in arguments. And some, some people are on Facebook like that now. You have never preached a message, someone in your life, but you correct Andre Salmon. That one is now. Somebody took up for same one day for saying something. You remember that time? And it went viral on social media. And most of the people talking have never preached a message before. There are many, let me not use a, <laughs> an abusive word. It's just wonder what is wrong with some people. So, <laughs> I want to say this. It's just a story. It might not be the same for everybody to say that carefully. This guy told me he used to have very terrible nightmares when in school. And he just said it and I didn't say anything. So then we kept gisting. It was two years my sinner was in vets. So we're gisting, 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 gisting. And then he said, ah, that's, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. He said, but I listen to blues. He said, if I, so when I finish reading, I put earphone in my ear and I sleep listening to blues. So that got my attention. So I said, you'll be having nightmares. And he said that nobody, he said all this, that was actually where we started, he said all this, the pastor saying that you should not listen to any ungodly song, that for me, he said I'm a Christian, but I can't do without blues. I was going, and I just felt this note, the Spirit of God just said, just tell him, supposing this is where your affliction is coming from, 
He got home. He refused to listen to that blue. He said he played worship and he had a fantastic night. He told me the following. I didn't tell him to. He told me the following day. He took the uh, Walkman, the disc, the headphone and everything and he went to trash it and destroyed it. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do that. Please, I'm not saying. I'm not even saying that destroying it was the right thing to do. But I'm just saying that that was the effect it had on him. And from that day, no nightmare again. Will everybody listening to Abraham Nightmare? No. But I just want to tell you something. Is listening to someone like that connected to Nightmare? I don't know. But I just want to tell you one thing. Both angels, the spirit of God and evil spirits, are atmosphere sensitive. They will never do rituals without performing some songs. Have you noticed? All religions in the world, even cultists, when they get to bed, they are doing stuff. There are incantation chanting of songs. Why the songs? Somehow the spirit world is conditioned to respond to songs. Why several in the Bible sing a new song? Sing, sing, oh, Barry, sing, sing. And then on the other side also, whether you talk of Yoruba native doctors, they have their songs. Oriawo, they sing it. We see it in the Yoruba films. Whether you have Igbos, now whether you go to Mexico, anywhere in the world, songs. Why? Spirit respond to atmosphere. When you allow any kind of song, and even put it as your ringtone, before the church has prayed that this is, this is not a sin, nobody's telling you it's a sin or it's not a sin, but what are you opening your soul to? So somebody goes to be endowed by spirits of darkness to release a song that will spread, and you are one of the people spreading the song and playing it in your room, and you think the demons are not having transaction with you already. And knowing the devil for who he is, he will collect every couple he gives you. Demonic spirits are very, very legal conscious. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? They know they are right and they don't joke with it. Jesus told an evil spirit. They said, why? Are you here to torment us before our time? The demons knew that they have a time. And Jesus did not argue. Have you read that in the Bible? Can you imagine demon telling Jesus, King of Kings, the Son of God? So, oh boy, we know say Unafi cast us out. But the truth is, say, <laughs> now our time be this. They understood, they un- demons understand legal stuff more than many Christians. They know their rights and they stand on their rights. So they can say, but this song came from us. And she's playing it. So we have rights. To just enter a room, even though there is a higher level, there is a stronger revelation in the Bible where you can stand on and tell demons that they have no access. But make no mistake about it: do not associate. The Apostle Paul warned, and he said that I do not want you to keep company with demons under the New Testament because there are some people who say that. I'm just telling you now. Paul said, "I write unto children." He said, "Do not." He warned against idols. Then he said that. He said, when you eat certain things and you attend certain occasions, he said, I do not want you to fellowship with demons. That means it is possible for a Christian, for a Christian, to have a fellowship, contact with demons. Paul said so. If you have me looking at that scripture, put it on where Apostle Paul won, that I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. If it wasn't possible, Paul wouldn't have said so. So even though under the new covenant, we are still being warned. Men and brethren, pay attention to things you bring to your house. Objects. 
pay attention. There are some movies when I'm seeing it, you can almost perceive that demonic activity is about to start. You shut it down. I don't want pornography, so God forbid. They will stay your soul. Why are you setting up yourself for something terrible? But even watch, I like horror films. There are some, you can tell that it's just ordinary, but there are some, you know that there's a message in it. Even though none will affect me in that sense. Because it's likely when I'm, whatever I watch, 12, 1, 2, I'm still praying. I've forgotten about what I've seen. I don't know the title of most films I've seen. <laughs> are you following me? Anyway, I, these are not doctrines. Please, if you are watching me and you're about to argue, you are free to have your opinion. It's not a doctrine, so you shut up and just listen to what we are saying. I'm, I'm talking to some, some folks of it. I know it's a common thing right now for people to just. Actually, when they see that the message is trending, and this one will trend, so they come in and they want to talk. <laughs> Amen. So, are you following me? After all, you are free to have your own observation. But I'm warning those of us that are here be careful of things. It's true. The reprise taught a lot about this. And when I talk about spiritual warfare, we are going to go deep into some of these things. There are some things that can come around you and poverty will be the result. It will just be that every time you pray, the reprise was, was mightily anointed. There was an object it was given. Now, Reverend Joel said the same thing. His head would just be pounding. Lo and behold, he went to pray someone. They gave me a portrait. And who was on that portrait was a, and the most terrible emperor in a particular po- a nation who used to use armor to break people's head as a punishment. That was the picture of the guy and he was hanging it in his house in London. Every time he entered the house, he just developed a like the armor. And he said that the headache started by in the dream, somebody will appear and he will hit him with armor and he wake up with headache. He said he was praying in tongues, one that, me, I'm healing people, why is this happening? And they see, Satan is very, he knows how to sneak in. He is a serpent. If you, are, if you are looking for a snake in your house, if you need to check, if the snake is this long and there's a matchbox on the ground, check the matchbox also. Check everywhere. The one that came to our house when I was growing up wrapped himself, itself inside a megaphone. Snakes, are, they are terrible. They, a snake can be inside the house for one month and none of you will see. Come out in a nice snake house, slowly a rabbit, a rat, go up and stay there in the ceiling or somewhere. Like that. That we sat on the chair and just came out. Myself and my brother. Ah, uh-uh, what's this snake? We're shocked. And at attempt to kill this. Iran just entered somewhere. There was nothing in that place. A megaphone. And my neighbor kept saying that. He said, pour petrol on that megaphone and just put fire. Shaman destroyed a megaphone. I said, he destroyed it. And the thing came out. And the time we killed this, we went under our tank. And my neighbor climbed the tank, just carried a stick. And went for the snake at the middle. Snakes are terrible. You know what they wanted to do? The last venom in it. When the, when the stick hit the snake, it just raised his head. And the only thing they could see was the blocks that the tank was mounted on. The teeth went inside the block. And the venom went inside there. My neighbor said, if that, if that, if that happened to anybody, God help you. You know, the, the, the enemy can sneak in secretly. That's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. And the Bible calls you to be diligent. He said, watch and pray. If you are a giver, you are a believer, you speak God's word over your business and everything, and 
still, things are not moving. Sometimes, it can be a matter of what I started with. God building stability in you. But give no chance to the devil. Also check to be sure that everything is intact. Is it God? Am I waiting on God or there is an enemy hindering me? Because the two can sound alike. You have been in that and you think it is God telling you to wait. And many good things are passing. So it is important that's what the Bible says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. We worship you. We give you praise. Is someone blessed tonight? Thank you, Father, for your word. We honor you, Father. We give all the glory. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Don't miss Sunday. I believe. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just see after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.